0: You're listening to a podcast from 702.
1: 702.
2: Family Matters. On our Family Matters feature this morning, I want us to discuss this concept of parentification. This is what occurs when parents look to their children for emotional and practical support rather than providing it. So the roles between the parent and child get reversed, which causes kids to act as the emotional or practical caregiver. And sometimes it's the responsibilities they're not even ready for. This can be a toxic family dynamic. In fact, research has found that it can have far-reaching negative psychological impacts on your children. I mean, let's take this practical examples. When you don't have sufficient emotional support from other adults, you can be tempted to talk to your children about your problems, Right? you confide in them. Whether it's abuse you're subjected to in your marriage or relationship or it's the stress from work, maybe it's your financial challenges, that can be a lot for children. Maybe there's a parent with an alcohol or substance abuse disorder and the child constantly has to take up the parenting role. Because the parentification concept can also be parent-focused where the parent, where you parent now, you know, your parent or sibling focused, where the care and parenting is directed more at, at their siblings. We're talking here about that constant responsibility beyond what a child is capable of coping with. And that can lead to so much stress and anxiety. I want you to give me a call about the kind of relationship you have with your children, the kind of relationship you have with your parents. Because there's a difference between parentification and healthy connection. You may be thinking, well, Clement, it's not a bad thing for a parent to talk to a child or teen about what they're feeling. Yeah, sure. In age-appropriate ways. Yes. But the parent should not look to the child for help in coping with their emotions. Some parents say, oh, well, I'm besties with my little one. But that can make that parental structure quite wobbly. Right? Because you're thinking, these are just subtle ways of parentification. So, I want to hear from you. Did you have overwhelming responsibilities placed on you at some point when you were young? Do you feel like you were pushed into taking care of your parents or siblings when you were only a child yourself? And perhaps you feel like you became an adult before you were ready for the role. 011-883-0702. The WhatsApp line is 072-702. One seven zero two. Nkateko Ndalamagoro is a clinical psychology, psychologist who's going to guide us through this conversation, and I will be going to your calls and and WhatsApps, and WhatsApps throughout the chat. Nkateko, thank you so much for making time for us. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Clement, and good morning to your listeners. And I hope at the studio
2: today, they told you that you smell good. Nice one. Oh, that's so good. Good to have you, Kateko. (laughs) So some context, if you don't know what she's talking about. When I did the Two Oceans Marathon in Cape Town a month ago, um, at the end, you know, when you've just finished and you are sweating and you're exhausted, this woman comes to me and says, hey, Clement, let's take a selfie. We take a selfie. And she says, you smell so good. It's like, how? I've just ran 22 kilometers. That was Nkateko, who also happens to have been on the show before as a clinical psychologist. So I appreciate you coming back on the show. So this concept of parentification, what do you think are some of, like just the general examples of children who end up parenting their parents?
0: So... And mostly, um, I think you have already outlined the two types where the, um, uh, you know, the uh, child themselves, they become parents to either their siblings or their parents. Um, you know, mostly we find it where the parents themselves, there is some mental health um, disorders or challenges. Um, an alcoholic parent, you know, this will be a parent that comes in late, drunk, um, they cannot change clothes. They just plant themselves on the couch and then they, that child then become responsible to, you know, do the undressing, taking off their uh, shoes and then putting on a blanket so that the parent can be warm or even where they have excessive emotional um, distress where now the child needs to be listening to this parent all the time and the, the parent does not reach out to a healthier outlet. So when I say a healthier outlet, it's somebody who's a peer to them and therefore they they ends up being what we call an emotional incest. Um,
2: so between the child and the parent.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And And what can be the impact on the child when you are taking up that kind of responsibility that sometimes you may not even be ready for, whether it's you parenting your parents or you taking up that role towards your siblings, what's the kind of impact at that age, but also as you grow as an adult?
0: Mm-hmm. At that age, um, you often hear people, especially as adults or who comes to our room saying that my childhood was stolen away. Um, it is a very toxic environment or it becomes toxic. Um, and maybe to even mention that some cultures, um, they uh, normalize this role to say, you know, um, things like, um, my last born uh, sister used to hate that because she says, that's why I'm getting fed because you're always sending me, you know, um, or, Things like uh, children need to work um, and they cannot be lazing around. But we are talking here about appropriate developmental stone kind of chores. Um, So the the practical one, uh, which is uh, maybe the functional or even the emotional one where the child can be able to be in the psychological mind to be able to take that in. So mm. firstly, it, it becomes toxic and you have blurred boundaries. And these are people in their adulthood, when they grow up, they are unable to establish good and healthy boundaries. They struggle a lot with boundaries, things like being able to say no. Um, They feel like they have to be permissive all the time. They've got to please others all the time because their no was not regarded and also the family um, dynamics as well in that. So now who is the child in this um, uh, relationship? You find adults saying oh when i'm expected to be a child i'm treated as a child but when i'm supposed to be a child then i'm treated as an adult so this blurred lines um which then makes the family dynamics to not really make sense and then the adult takes that to their own families Mm -hmm. when they grow up as an adult
2: yeah sure i'm just thinking about probably some parents who are listening to us now and and they say well Kateko and Clement, I hear what you're saying, but I don't have anyone to talk to, and my son or my daughter is the only confidant I have. so I'm dealing with this abuse. I'm not able to share this with friends, or maybe I'm dealing with this financial pressure. I'm not able to talk to anybody else about it. so my child becomes that only option available for me. What do you say to 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 a parent like that or or one who says, well, I'm best friends with my son or my daughter, so we talk about everything. They tell me when they are going through breakups and their issues, and I tell them too when I've got issues, you know, with their with their with their father or their mom or issues at work. How? Because that can also be a very fine line between mm-hmm. how do you become a parent and and yes, have a close relationship with your son or daughter, but you guys are not besties, way you can share even details that are necessary that can just put so much strain and emotional strain on that child?
0: Yeah, I, I will say two things. It's unfair, and it's also um, not a good perception to also um, have as a parent. Uh, firstly, you're talking about the parent being a bestie to their child. There's a difference being open to your child, and there's a difference being a best friend, you are not your child's friend, you are your child's parent, and those roles need to be clearly defined. The fact that you are listening to your child and you are open to them and you are uh, you you know you acknowledge their presence, it does not necessarily make you their friend because now this child is going to struggle. And they become an adult later on to make their own friends because now they cannot differentiate or they even feel guilty, you know, doing trips with their friends because now mommy is uh, best friend or daddy is best friend. Now I'm doing this uh, Zanzibar trip with my friends. Mm. I feel guilty that I'm not taking mom out uh, with me because she is my bestie and we do everything together. So you're already planting guilt feelings and that can also um grow into manipulation later on where you know when this child is calling you they are 23 27 32 and they're going out with their friends and you are like oh you left me behind um you know so and that is not appropriate and as I'm saying that is also not fair you're also speaking about the uh, whole concept of This is the only place where I can share my thoughts, Mm. I can share my emotions. The child is immediately available. No, that that is not the right person to be sharing all of that. Yes, you can be open with them in terms of you can see the situation at home. We are not balancing well but I am seeking professional help to deal with how to manage my finances or I'm seeking professional help with dealing with my uh, depression or the divorce that I'm going through or the pain in my own childhood um you know and and especially when and and I know this is gonna you know uh hit a uh, yeah it's just gonna eat certain people but where this immaturity of parents we find that the children are parentified so where you find that the parents themselves are children and not necessarily in age, but in terms of emotional maturity, mm-hmm. they are unable to differentiate to say, I am having an adult conversation and an adult conversation is supposed to be had with adults and not with children.
2: Yeah. Yo, 11 883 We're talking about this concept of parentification where children take up the role of parenting their parents or parenting their siblings sometimes responsibilities they're not even ready for for whatever reason maybe there is someone with a disability at home Uh, maybe there um, is someone with you know emotional challenges uh, mental challenges at home and as a child you have to step up right and get into that role where you take the lead so how do you balance reaching out to your child for love and support without possibly damaging their development. How do you balance that? Are you besties with your child? Are you besties with your parents? How is that going? And how do you draw the line? I'll take your WhatsApps as well after the break on 72 23 after 11. 702. Family Matters. It's 25 minutes after 11 o'clock. It's our Family Matters feature. And we are discussing parentification Uh, This is something that occurs when parents look to their children for emotional or maybe even practical support rather than providing it themselves as parents. So the roles between the parent and child get reversed, which then causes kids to act as that emotional or practical caregivers. And sometimes these are responsibilities that children are not even ready for. And I want you to share your experiences with us on 011-883-0702. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. Nkateko Ndala Magoro is a clinical psychologist guiding us through this discussion. Let me start with the messages that have come on the WhatsApp line. Anonymous says, Hi Clement, I'm in my 40s and I struggle with relationships because I was always privy to my parents' marital problems and scared to get married. My father physically abused my mother. And she was a prisoner at home disguised as a housewife. At the time, I understand where she was coming from with no friends and couldn't seek help, so she could only talk to me. My father knew what he was doing, as he would threaten me all the time that the same will happen to me if I tell. He is so influential, and this could hurt his reputation. Yo, that's a message from, from Anonymous uh, and And Anonymous, I'm so sorry um, you went through that. But he, he, there in Katako, I suppose we are seeing from from mm-hmm. what this listener is sharing, that direct link between, you know, this is what I was told when I was young and I'm now older and I've been mm-hmm. so scared to get married because mm-hmm. I was exposed too much mm-hmm. to just the toxicity mm-hmm. of the marriage between... Between my parents, it happened when she was, when when this person was young, and they're now older, and they're seeing the consequences.
0: Yeah, definitely, and um, that's where we see it the most um, in the inability either to maintain um, or even to have an avoidance uh, response in relationships. So a person will rather, you know, you ask them. What is happening, and they will say nothing while they are harboring a lot of resentment, a lot of anger uh grief, and then then you might find them just erupting uh out of the blue or the so called out of the blue. remember they have been harboring resentment uh things that have been uh brewing um and then then they just react, and that's why we say they 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 will or they might have difficulties maintaining healthy relationships because they don't know how to relate in a healthy way. Mm. Uh, they've seen this toxicity um, being, um, you know, uh, dramatized in front of them. And now they are thinking about their own ways of how to be. Is this, was this a healthy way? Um, if they have internalized it, they will also think that this is a way a man treats a woman or a woman treats a man and, you know, so on, then the toxicity continues. And um, and as I said, also with the blood, blood um, uh, the boundaries, mm. as well with, with their partners. So most definitely, we see it uh, playing out a lot in, in relationships, in
2: difficulties maintaining and establishing healthy mm. relationships. Yeah. Let's take John, who's calling us from the Johannesburg South. John, good morning. Good morning, uh,
3: Clement. Look... I'm co-parenting, a 15-year-old girl. Mm. And then uh, I was staying alone and then suddenly I got engaged and I moved in in with my partner. Mm. And then suddenly the relationship between myself and my daughter became strange. And then it ultimately became toxic because what I've picked up is that the grandparents and the mother have been saying things that uh, affect our relationship, me and my daughter.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: How do I... Navigate through this to try to amend the relationship with my daughter and myself. Because the thing that she says, she literally will look me in the eye and say things that are very disrespectful, and that are sort of against the partner that I stay
2: with. And the, the partner is so nice to her, and it kills me. Mm. It kills me. How do I? How do I manage this? So, so just to just to clarify, John, are you mm. are you saying that you think that your daughter has been told things by her mother? Um, and the grandmother that are now affecting your relationship. So you feel they've shared too much with him um, and maybe even lied, but they've shared too much with her that's now affecting your relationship. Correct. Yeah, correct. Okay. All right. And then okay. is she staying with you guys?
3: No, she doesn't stay with both okay. us. Both of us. She stays with the granny in Rolipot. We stay in the south, not far from each other, but okay. my, her mother is staying with somebody. Okay. Alright Alright John, mm-hmm. thank, yeah.
2: thank you for raising it I'll, I'll get um, Gatteko after the latest In Eyewitness News headlines to Respond to that um, John co-parenting a 15 year old and, and he feels that The 15 year old's mother and the grandmother Have probably emotionally Parentified her, they've shared just Too much information with her About him, that it's now affected Their relationship 702 Family Matters It's 25 minutes before 12 o'clock on our family matters feature this morning, taking your calls on this concept of parentification where your children take up these emotional and and practical responsibilities, some of which they're not even ready for. And that can affect them at that younger age or as they grow older as adults. So um, we got a call. Little earlier before the headlines, uh, if you can respond to that, please. This father says, um, "I'm co-parenting this 15-year-old, and I think the mother of the child and and the grandmother of the child are sharing too much with her to a point that it's now affecting um, his relationship with with his daughter."
0: Um, and obviously depending. He, on the anonymous, uh, you know, mentioning of I'm thinking this is what is happening versus facts. If this affects and he can prove it, he does have a right to confront the mother and the grandmother uh, uh, or the grandparents uh, because, you um, you know, from the co-parenting or their parental agreement, there are also conditions that this is how we're going to raise the child. And this is the kind of ways in which we agree to be communicating with the child or the measures of discipline. So if this is factual, I will advise, uh, strongly advise and must to confront Uh, both the mother and um, the grandparents to say, this is how it's affecting my relationship. And I want a good relationship with my daughter. And then then secondly is to do what you can do on your part. Remember, children are very perceptive, you know, so whatever they might be told, if that can be countered, by your actions, you are definitely going to be winning your daughter back. You know, if there are things about your household with your new partner that have been said, and your daughter finds time and again that that is not true, they find opposite evidence. You are very, very sure to win your daughter back. So, mm. meaning that do your best, do your part as a parent, and the truth. Um, you know, in in in, in I think um. Uh, in, in shangani we say uh, but it will just show itself yeah. uh, at the end of the day who was the right parent in in what you are being mm. you are worried about
2: yeah so don't try force the kids to be on your side oh. or on somebody else's side uh, in johannesburg good morning
4: morning clement how are you I'm okay how are you I'm not too there. I'm such a fan, sad topic to be calling about, mm. but um, yeah, this is prevalent where um, it's a migrant labor situation where children are left uh, away, away from the parents who have to move for work
1: mm.
4: and where parents have split up um, and it creates an, an over independent person because you firstly don't expect help from anybody. Um, and it's difficult to accept help because you're the person who's been responsible for everything in your family. Yeah. Uh, I had to do everything from being a co-parent to being a mechanic. Having to miss school to take my brother to Bada for his appointment from the age of eight. Sure. Uh, for his asthma treatment. Mm. Uh, company, having to decide whether this time I'm going to go to detention for being at school late just so that my brother at least has somebody in the uh, crowd too when he has events at school. Mm. So it's, you know, uh, and unfortunately, (coughs) a lot of our parents don't take responsibility for how that translates in in their relationship with them and in relationships with other people around us.
2: Mm, Sure. Um, And how do you think that's affected you, um, Kia, now that you, you are an adult?
4: So, the first thing that I've observed is that, um, I don't know, it seems like, especially single moms that are in this situation, they tend to rewrite the history of Mm. their childhood. Mm. So, you know, when you have moments with your siblings where you're speaking about the events that have happened, um, they, they feel... I mean, sometimes my mother would go first to ask where was I on that day, like, dude. Where oh, were you
1: yeah.
4: all the time? So, mm-hmm. um, and secondly, there's a because pe- parents have missed periods of their children's development, mm-hmm. when you're older and you have a different worldview on certain uh, issues, it becomes, for your parents, they see it as a parental failure of sorts and mm. um, that you view the world different to how they view it. Mm. So, uh, it, it so it becomes a problem um, in that it creates conflict when you're discussing topical issues. Mm. Um, and the other thing that happens with a lot of people in my situation is that the people, those people are not keen to have children yeah so a lot of yeah. people who are not interested in having children at all are people who had inappropriate relationships with parents um and also had to be parenting
2: their siblings mm. Mm. sure yeah no kia thank you man yeah. thank you for calling about that um i appreciate yeah. you sharing um that with us mm. uh, that's kia mokhetu in Joburg. Mm. we've got a message mm. from anonymous here who says hi clement thank you for this lovely topic I would like to remain anonymous. I have experienced and I'm experiencing even now the toxicity of a parent or parents who have burdened their child with their issues. In this instance, it is the mother to their son. She has twisted this child's mind, treats her as a husband after her divorce to his father. She travels and goes on picnics, lunches, dinners with her adult son. His marriage has broken down due to her interference. So that's the son's marriage, I'm imagining. That's broken down due to the mother's interference. The issue of poisoning and telling the child, you are the only family I have, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. She has managed to manipulate this, his, uh, this way above this young man who now has a difficult, um, who now has a, has a child with a soon-to-be ex and depends on a court order to see his child and lacks the ability to show love and empathy to his child and soon to be ex-wife he supports her both financially and emotionally and was never able to stand and support his wife and child he is such an angry and confused soul how can this toxic mother-son relationship be remedied that's a message from anonymous sounds like someone who's very close to this um, situation, mm-hmm. Gateko. So is there even a way for you to be able to see that Hyman? this relationship between me and my mom or me and my dad or even me and my son or my daughter is not normal because this, this listener says this son even goes to lunches with the mom and the mom always says you are the only family I have because she's divorced herself and this is the only child. And, and And I imagine sometimes parents can do that where they make you feel bad as a child so that, you know, if you say no to them, you're thinking, my goodness, who is mommy or daddy going to be with if, if I'm saying no to them? So now you're feeling guilty. They make you feel guilty. How do you navigate that?
0: Sure. Um, I think the question that you're asking is, um, is there a way this son can see that this is not normal? Remember, all of this is uh, buried within the facade of normalcy because I'm your mother or because I'm mm. your father or because I'm your sister because I'm your brother. So it is really, um, you know, muddied with this role uh, um, of, uh, what is it, obligation. Uh, I'm your blood, therefore you are supposed to, or you must. And, and until the person is able to individuate, um, or a process of individuation, uh, until that person is able to do that, they will still see themselves as part of, or as one with, um, it's almost like the there the has not been development from infancy when uh, a boy was same as mommy. You know, during the breastfeeding, um, um mommy's me, I'm mommy, and there has never been that process of individuation, which which I think it's 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 very sad. And until that person goes through a process of being able to individuate, they will still be manipulated. They will still um, have feelings of guilt. Um, They will still be emotionally abused and financially abused um, until such a time that uh, this is highlighted and um, this is pointed out. Most probably even in their relationship with their soon-to-be ex, it has been a case of, oh, you don't want me to help my mom. Um, you know, if you're complaining too much or comparing, or are you comparing yourself, uh, from my mom? You, are you making me choose between me and, and, and uh, you and my mom? Mm. Um, and that's when a person does not have a perception that these are two different relationships and we need to treat them differently. By the way, I had a client, um, uh, you know, a while back and I said to them, uh, who is your wife? This person was married, about to go uh, on uh for a divorce, and they had a mom, similar situation. And I said to them, I asked them, who is your wife? And they realized, actually, mom is my wife. And that's why wife has been complaining so much. But they did not see it until they came to therapy and which we were able to unpack in that way. Um, I want to go back uh, quickly to uh, Kiamuhetsu's story sure. as well which is something that we are talking about and she pointed out uh, some uh, a concept that we call hyper-independence um, where you know they the person feels like they can do bad all by themselves and they don't need any help, they don't need anyone And oftentimes they have got high walls where they cannot be vulnerable in a relationship. And, um, you know, often uh, I will say scare people away um, and they are not even aware. So they will have complaints such as nobody. I do everything for everybody, but nobody does that for me. I always Mm -hmm. buy gifts for my friends, but my friends don't buy gifts for me only to find that they've got such high walls that their friends don't know how to be with them. They don't know how to help them out. They think that they've got it all sorted out while they've got a deeper need, um, you know, to be to, to be uh, filled. And yet they are not allowing people that space. But that's not coming from them being aware that they do that uh, you will only often hear the complaint of saying i'm the one who's overreaching in my relationships mm. and nobody comes through for me but only to find that that's what they do subconsciously um in terms of their relationship and i think she also pointed out the whole thing of where she has seen in her own circles where, um, you know, I will call it trans, trans, um, transgenerational trauma, mm. where then the same people will say, I don't want kids. And I, I've got clients like that who say, I don't want kids because I've already raised kids myself. So that comes from exhaustion, emotional exhaustion, and the whole thing of I, I was never a child. So now I want to feel what it is uh, to be a
2: child. Okay. It's now 14 minutes before 12 o'clock. When we come back, more calls and WhatsApps on your experiences. 702 Family Matters. It's 12 minutes before 12 o'clock now. Let's go to your WhatsApps on our Family Matters feature discussing parentification. Were you given emotional or even practical responsibilities that you were not ready for as a child for whatever reason? Maybe your parent didn't know who they can talk to. Maybe there were other circumstances where there's someone who is abusing substances at home and you had to show up and be an adult. Maybe it was parents who were not able to provide for you as a family and you had to step up and take up that parenting role. Um, We've got a message from Anonymous who says, Clement, I'm a single mom. I speak to my daughter about things... are happening in our house obviously limiting especially finances and she's very understanding and not demanding she advises me as well and and comforts me when i break down at times i don't have a support group at all i don't have friends she's basically all i have at the moment and i confide in her she just turned 18 this year we had this relationship even when she was in her teens that's a message from anonymous Ooh, she's only turning 18 this year and Anonymous says she's she's all I have I don't have a support group and the daughter has been understanding and even advising her as a mom on some of the issues that the mom is raising with her she says sometimes she breaks down as she confines in her daughter is that too much responsibility on this daughter who is turning 18 this year
0: and I want to say to Anonymous, there's nothing wrong with breaking down in front of your child, mm. but it depends how often that happens and, you know, where else can your outlet be? I hear you saying that you do not have a support system. I think it will only be fair. Um, your 18-year-old, as mature as they might look like, remember, also um, we might see parentified children as mature, but that's because they had to grow up very fast. They had to develop. They had to adapt to the situation because, yeah, sort of stepping up before it's their time to step up. So then we might read as parents that, oh, she's mature to handle this. um, She's emotionally emotionally receptive. And that's because the, the daughter is being empathetic to the situation to be thinking, oh, my mom, if I'm not here, who else can be there? But that is definitely damaging. And I will definitely encourage you and must to be. Seeking um, your amongst your peers or even um, you know professional help to have that support. Um, it is out there, and maybe to say it can be quite unfair to be relying or overly reliant on your daughter for that emotional support.
2: Mm-hmm. Another message says, "Clement, uh, my mother never availed herself emotionally, and from a very young age, I had to emotionally present. Um, or oh, I had to emotionally parent my little brother." To date, I still cannot emotionally connect with her because she doesn't want to be emotionally involved. She doesn't listen when you come with a problem to her and her responses don't have a care in their vocabulary. I am my little brother's mom. Uh, She calls me even now at the age of 23. That's a message from um, Anonymous there. Here's a WhatsApp voice note.
1: Hello Clement, uh, I remember my dad used to cheat on my mother and I think I was about five and because my mother knew at the time where my dad is, so maybe during the night when my dad would not come home, I would pass with my mother the house where my dad would be sleeping, obviously cheating yeah. and what would happen is, um, so I'll pass there, you know, there's a specific jacket of my mom that I remember very well, it was red where should wait because it was cold and we'll go past there to see if my father's car is there or not. Mm. And always when we'd we'll pass there, the car will we'll see it. Another one that I saw very well was when my mother went and fought that lady. And uh, my mom went uh, se- uh, sent us to go look for her necklace. And when we were looking for a necklace, the, the battlefield where they were fighting, mm. It was
2: just sad. It was just sad eh? Sure. I mean, oh, that is... How traumatic can that be in Kateko? And when you are being, you know, parents are telling you, let's go look for your dad who is busy cheating. And as a child, you have to witness your mom fighting with another woman for your dad. You have to go house to house to check where your dad may be with whoever he's cheating with. How traumatizing mm-hmm. can that be for a little one?
0: Yeah, and, and that's why we call parentification a trauma. Um, it mm-hmm. can develop into a post-traumatic stress disorder or what we call uh, complex trauma as well. Um, imagine witnessing all of this, and these are adults that are supposed to be sorting out and solving their own issue, but they are sorting them out through you, where you don't even have them. A psychological maturity to make sense of all of this you know you don't know if your father's sleeping somewhere what does it mean what will have happened in their conversations that you were not even privy to uh for that situation to happen you can't say no to your mom to go hunting for your dad in the middle of the night um you know you can't be whispering to your dad and say oh mom knows this and that so it is uh, um, very traumatic and, and most of the time the trauma is invisible because we're thinking oh the child is coping very well um and, and and therefore we don't recognize this as being traumatic so you definitely need to process this uh anonymous and um to be able to heal from this
2: mm, sure um let me just wrap up with this message from almira who says lemon thank you Um, for the brilliant show on parentification as the youngest child i felt responsible for my mother my entire life and your guest there has clarified so many things i've experienced during my 52 years life is an everlasting struggle kateko on that note let me thank you for making time for us and, and guiding us through this important conversation how can people get a hold of you
0: um, they can get hold of us uh, by going to Uh We are um, available on social, all social media, um, the WhatsApp, uh, the um, YouTube, uh, all of that. So they can just okay. uh, Google Pretoria Psychologist and that's where they will find us.
2: Wonderful. And I think we'll bring you back. You mentioned emotional incest and I think that would help um, as a conversation on its own, we'll bring you uh, back to talk about that. Thank you for making time, four minutes before 12.